Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today is June the 26th, 2013. This is Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and you're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Today we have a show that has uh, generated a lot of commentary, and I've been getting emails and text messages and, boy, you name it, about this topic of being a single mom and attempting to still have a life, but to take that a step further, what about single moms and sex? Where is the jury on that? Well, unfortunately, I think America still has a great deal to learn about gender bias and sex bias because in doing my uh, prep work for this program, I found that there are a lot of double standards out there, and here's just a few of them. Uh, one one uh, statement that was made was, ma'am, you know, uh, and this is by a woman, ladies, so don't think this is some sexist guy, but I, I really had to question where his sister's head was when she made this comment to me. She said, um, I don't think a woman should have a sex life. Those kids didn't have to ask to be born and, um, you know, you just need to wait until they're grown. I think in America, don't get me wrong, I know I'm probably going to get some mail uh, on this uh, on this subject, but that's a bunch of bullshit. Why would someone put their life on hold for 18 years? That is utterly ridiculous. Now, I am going to say this, and, and I have to uh, kind of agree with one of the comments, was that, if you are a single mom, why didn't you choose a better father? Okay, let's get off the women's back again. And I've got to get, I got to take the side with my single sisters that are parents. First, if the woman knew the man was going to be an idiot, do you think she would have had a baby by him? Duh. We are so unfair. We are so hypocritical and we're so judgmental when it comes to saying what a woman should and should not do. First of all, I want to take my hand off and applaud all the single mothers that are out there because you guys are on the grind. I have been a single parent. I know what it's like to be both mom and dad. I know when I was uh, braiding my daughter's hair and getting up and cooking breakfast, and I'm the only black man sitting up with a bunch of Anglo females at ballet lessons on Saturday morning to the point that those women uh, started uh, saying stuff around me, and they thought I was one of the girls. But the truth is single moms sacrifice so much. They have to be the chauffeur, they're the nurse, they're the cook, they're the maid, 
And most single moms work at least one job. I know some that work two jobs. So I don't know who in the hell gave America the right, especially some of you hypocritical, fake religious zealots out there that want to say that this woman is not entitled to feeling loved, to having someone hold her, and feeling cared for. I think that we really need to examine while we're being so judgmental and condescending, we need to take a good look at ourselves and ask ourselves, who in the hell died and named me God? Because it is not fair for a woman that is already carrying a load she should not bear alone to be neglected and to put her life on hold. Now that I got my sandbox out, uh, let's talk about this subject a little bit further. I... um. I also started combing the Internet and looking at some of the things that were said about the issues that single moms deal with as it relates to having a sex life. One of them that I found very funny was that um, prior to intimacy, looking through the drawer and having to look past the uh, the gum your child stuck in there and the toys, and then you go and find the condom while you're looking for a pen. That was kind of funny. Uh, the other thing that I, I, that really caught me off guard was the expl- explaining who someone is and when is it appropriate to start trying to introduce a man to your children. Another thing is what are the time frames that are acceptable to have company? Uh, are you neglecting your child when you get a babysitter so that you can have a romantic evening with your friend? And does daddy, meaning the, uh, you know, we always talking about baby mama drama, there's a whole lot of baby daddy drama out there, too. So uh, what rights does their estranged spouse or not spouse, but just let's say baby daddy, does he have a right to throw his two cents into the conversation about who mama dates, when she dates, and how she dates? So we're going to be discussing all of those issues today. Uh, before I go any further, I want to uh, holler at my producer, Julia. How are you doing today? Julia? <laughs> okay, I think she's talking to my guest. Um, I know we've got some guests uh, uh, that are on our show, so while she's getting that straight, um, we have uh, Elise Wiggins and Philomena from uh, the Sexy After 30 group. This group is composed of women that I think definitely can relate to the uh, issues associated with dating and sex and intimacy and things of that nature. So as soon as Julia is ready, we're going to bring those uh, ladies online and start talking about these issues. While we're waiting for them to come online, there's a couple of more subjects that I want to nail um, as we start talking about the concerns that a woman should have. And the first one that I want to really hit is uh, how do I make my curfew and my life my own when it relates to being a single mom and dating. Well, here's rule number one. Always respect yourself first. Are we going to find ourselves in a position that we are living our life for other people and we lose sight of ourselves? Often, more than often, uh, the single moms put everything aside 
to focus on what everyone else needs while they don't examine what their needs are. And this is so uh, not good because at the end of the day, your kids are going to be grown and gone. Now, don't take this the wrong way. I am not saying that it's okay for you to be parading around the living room in four-inch heels and a thong in front of your children. But what I am saying that uh, we do have to concern ourselves and think about what is it that we want to send in terms of a message about who's running the house. And the way that you have... um, you send that message is by focusing on what is really important to both mom and the kids, and I think that begins by respecting each other. Well, here's what's going on. I've got um, my producer sending me messages right now, and she's telling me that the phone lines are lit up, um, that callers are being screened. So if you're listening to this show, please be patient. I am going to take as many calls as we can today on this. Uh, Julia, if um, you don't mind, let's go ahead and put Elise and Philomena on. Can we go ahead and do that? Okay, one Ladies? second. I have Philomena coming up. Okay, okay. Hi, Julia. Hi, Philomena. Yes, ma'am. Okay, Philomena. Hi, Philomena. This, uh, thank you for joining us on our program today. Uh, would you please tell us who you are and tell us about the group Sexy After 30? Well, like you said, my name is Philomena Ned. I'm the president of the Houston chapter of Sexy After 30. We uh, originally uh, developed in Dallas, Texas. It's the original chapter. What we are is an organization of men and women over the age of 30 that have gone through adversity. And our main goal is to foster our community to help one another. Those that have gone through adversity are currently facing, whether it's divorce or cancer or a death in the family or domestic violence, we reach out to those people and we let them know that even though you're going through you know, there's still a light at the end of the tunnel. There's still a way for you to go. There's still mountains that you can still climb in the world that you need to see. And we just kind of uplift them and bring out those best qualities in them and let them know that, hey, you're still sexy, you know, and, and, cool. and we have fun. We, you know, stand out in our community. Okay. Well, with that said, I want you to help me empower some women today. What is your opinion of single moms? and sex because I know your group is filled with beautiful women that are definitely fitting that category. Do you think that um do you think it's okay to be a single mom and have a sex life? And if you do, tell me why. Well, first off I would like to say that we we're living in the now. We're we're not living in the fifties. But our our society is biased. We have a stereotyping society. We have a prejudice society. So we are used to the 30 years ago being married for 40, 50, 60 years. We're still getting used to, to this day, of a single family household. You know, so, yeah, it's kind of awkward uh, feeling because society has already typed us in in such a way. Um, But, yes, we're still entitled to everything that a married couple have, we should be, but it's not equally so. What do you think is the big divide there, Philomena? I mean, when you listen to the women in your group and the the, um, 
just even girlfriends, and we started engaging this subject of what the hell is, why why is uh, society so hell-bent on labeling a woman because she still needs to be held and loved and still has a desire for intimacy? Is, is that even fair? No, it's not. And society needs to get used to the fact that single moms, yes, we're independent, yes, we stand alone, we do alone. But at the same time, you have to remember where we come from. I stand from a long-married mother and father. So when they're looking at me, they're looking at me in the essence of you need to be home with your children. You shouldn't have a sex life. You don't earn the right to go out at night. You got children to raise. And that's not entirely so. We still need to live our life. This is the 21st century. We are living in the now. But it's it's just something that, that... our society is ignorant too, and what, what can do we do think? to change that is beyond me. Well, let, let me ask a question. Do you think that a lot of this stuff is, um, if there's any truth to the fact that some women will allow their urges and and needs for a sex drive to? Uh, expose their kids to things like, okay, the the woman is single. She is uh, not trying to be in a committed relationship because maybe perhaps she married really young or perhaps the guy that she married was such an asshole that, you know, she needs a break, but she still has her needs. Do you think that's being slutty or being promiscuous when a woman doesn't want to be in a quote-unquote committed relationship but she just wants friends with benefits. Is that okay for a single mom? To an extent, yeah, I, I think it's okay. Um, when it depends on the background of the mother and what they've gone through. You know, if you've been in that situation where you've been beaten and broken down and belittled and pride taken away from you, yeah, you kind of want that break. But are we looking at them as, you know, when they seek Another committed, uh, another relationship, and not wanting to commit. It depends on that person. So we really, it's a different category for each different situation or different household. So we have to often remember uh, or even consider where they come from, as to where they're going and how they choose to hold their relationships. Do you think we're really uh, facing a a double standard? Because I know with single men. It is so attractive uh, for women when they see a guy walking through the mall with his daughter or with his son, and he's a single dad. I know um, even some of the guys that are friends of mine, my fraternity brothers and men that are in fraternal organizations that I'm in, we all would talk about it. if we're walking through the mall, we have our kids with us, it's like a chick magnet. I mean, it's um, <laughs> it, women are very attracted to a man that they see loving on and nurturing their children. Do you think that there's a benefit to a woman being a mom, and does it say something like, uh, I know to an immature man, it's she has a baby, so she must know her way around the bedroom. Do you think that there's some... Uh, let's just say some assumptions and myths about women with children that are creating just as much of an uh, an attractive situation for the single mom as, and as much as it creates a problem? Well, it, it, and I'm going to, that was a lot, so I'm going to kind of try and break it down. Um, 
I'm going to go back to seeing a single father in the mall with his daughter, his son, or I wouldn't say that would be labeled as sexy. I would say that would be labeled as different because still to this day when I see that, it's like a wow factor to me um, because we don't see that often. You know, we're used to seeing the moms because the moms normally are the ones that are caring for the children. But to see a father figure step up, that's different. So it draws attention. Yeah, it is a baby magnet because moms will think if I'm single and I meet another, uh, a single mom and I meet a guy who's also a single mom, I mean, a single father, I know he's taking care of his children. I know he's going to take care of mine. But in the essence, you know, we we have a tendency to not want to bring our children, even though that's a big factor. We don't want to introduce the the guy to the children. You know, we always, if we do, they can have a handle on their name, like Mr. So-and-so or Uncle This. You know, it's always a handle because we're we're having that that safety net. We're being that protector of our household. But as far as uh, women being uh, labeled as sluts or, you know, we have to think about what are men being labeled as. You know, when they're single fathers and they're going out seeking uh, a single woman for a relationship, what are they labeled as? Wow. Hey, you're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. If you want to join this conversation, hit us up at 646-478-5610. That's 646-478-5610. We're going to take a minute break. We've got Philomena here from Sexy After 30. We're going to be joined by a man whose opinion I greatly value. When we come back, give us 60 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Dr. D. Yvonne Young. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. I've got a radio host that's joining me uh, coming on the air, and his name is uh, Blair Nash. And Blair is one of the guys that, um, someone whose opinion I greatly value. We also have Philomena from Sexy After 30 on, and I want to just hear both the man and the male and the female side of this situation. Uh, Blair, are you on the? Are you on with us yet? I am here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we can hear you just fine. How you doing, man? Doing awesome. Doing excellent. Just you know, enjoying the warm weather and everything. But doing doing great. Thanks for having okay. me. Okay. Hey, uh, what's your opinion? As a, I'm I'm a, I'm a single guy. I'm a single dad. My kids are now young adults. But I know uh, I was telling Philomena about the thing that there is there a double standard when men are dating and we're single parents and are we? It's almost like sexy for a man to have his kids and to uh, demonstrate what Philomena said is a rare thing 
you know, that she's looking at the uh looking at this situation. What's what's a man's opinion on this before we start taking callers? Or, well, let me just make sure I'm understanding. Are you referring to the issue with the kids, or are you referring to the issue as far as a single woman having sex? The single woman having a sex life and dating. Do you think that it's uh, – how do how do most brothers see that, just to start with? Well, I mean, there, it definitely is a double standard. I mean, I couldn't agree with – is it Philomena? I hope I'm saying it right. I couldn't agree with her more. <laughs> there is a double standard where, you know, guys kind of, you know, a – go out and are philanderers as much as they want to. Let a woman kind of do the same, have the same vision of, well, I'm going to go out there and enjoy myself, and it's like, ooh, she's loose. You don't want to, she's kind of like damaged goods. And how that really came to be, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, me and a group of friends and I were talking about that just recently, kind of how this, how this whole impasse came to be that a man can kind of do what he wants, but a woman going out being, for all intents and purposes, promiscuous or what have you, is is looked upon or frowned upon, and now she's not look, you know, now she's looked upon as oh, you don't want to deal with her because that old that old saying of you can't turn a into a housewife, totally mm-hmm. unfair to put that on the women. I've always been of the I'll take it a step further, um, um, Mr. Young, and say I've always been of the belief, and and I'm kind of probably one of the few males who do believe this that women really should before they get into a committed relationship, marriage, et cetera, they should go out and do like men and be, I guess, for lack of a better term, promiscuous. You know, I'm not I'm not saying it's the necessarily the – I mean, if you want to bring scripture into it, we can talk about that. But I think what it does is it cures a lot of ills, a lot of questions, a lot of what-ifs, and a lot of hypotheticals that may come further into a marriage – and make people kind of say, well, you know, I've already done that. I don't need to go out there and be loose and be wild. I did that in my 20s. Now I'm ready to be into a successful, committed relationship, and I don't have to wonder, like, I wonder what it's like to sleep with, you know, three men in one month or whatever. You've already done that. You've already completed that. So I'm very much a believer of that. Okay, let me – I want to do this. I'm getting uh, some notes from my producer that we have some callers on the line. Uh, Julia, if you don't mind, go ahead and put our first caller on. We actually wanted to go ahead and put um, Elise Wiggins on, if you don't mind. Sure, sure. You're the boss. She's the boss of me, everybody. Uh, Hey, Elise, are you there? Hi, how are you? I'm here. I'm doing great. Uh, I want you to uh, dial in on this conversation. One thing, I just got in a text message from actually one of my fraternity brothers. What's up, Noop? Uh, He wants to know why is it that women uh, that are single moms sometimes think that it's the responsibility of a man to help take care of another guy's kids, and, you know, why would they use intimacy or sex to justify that? What's your opinion of that, Elise? And again, hang on, before you even answer, ladies and gentlemen, the opinions expressed on this show do not (laughs) reflect mine. So don't y'all start writing me some nasty letters, and I'm not going to say what (laughs) answer that question is. But Elise, is there some truth in it that sometimes single moms uh, have a pay-to-play mentality, or, or should a man, when he starts looking at a single woman with a child and and having romantic interactions with her, just have the assumptions that, you know what, 
this this is a package deal, and if I'm going to deal with mom, and especially I'm being intimate with her, I need to, you know, order some pizzas and bring some uh, uh, juice boxes and whatever else over. Is that really realistic, or is that just going a little too far? Okay. Well, first of all, I would have to say that all single mothers do not think like that. Uh, I have to agree with Philomena when she said it depends on what the person has been through in their previous relationship because a lot of times single mothers have been through so much that they don't necessarily want to go into a full relationship. They might just want to explore their options and and date. Now, on the other hand, um, there are some single mothers who do not want to be labeled as single mothers. To them, that's a negative stereotype. And when they meet a man and they ideally think that this man will become their husband or the father of their children, because all women deep down want that family, that nuclear family, that covering of a, of a man. So it depends on who the woman is. Not necessarily all single mothers want to be in a relationship, a full-time relationship with the man and have them take care of their children, and some of them do. So it just depends on who you're dating. Okay, let me let me let me ask you a question. At least, I, mm-hmm. and I'm not disagreeing uh, with you, but I'm gonna state a fact that that okay. and. And my travels around the United States, and and I'm a relationship expert for several websites, uh, and the and several magazines, internet magazines that have millions of readers. Uh, there is a myth, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong, that okay. uh, not all women do want to be, especially those that are recently divorced, want to be in a relationship, but they still have needs. So what do, how should we, uh, first of all, is there a term? And if there's a term, how should, what should we call her and how should we call it? Well, um, you're right. Not all women want that, but most women do. And the thing is, it depends on the woman. The woman has to, like you said, number one, she has to respect herself. And I believe that if you're a single mom and you're taking care of children by yourself, that's not an easy task. I'm speaking from a a single mom's perspective. And I think that as long as your children, who should be your number one priority, are taken care of and their, their well-being is safe, then it is okay for you to do as you choose respectfully. And um, I just believe the term would be for that would be dating. What would be different from a single mom dating than a single father dating? As long as you do what you do respectfully and your children are well taken care of, there's nothing that you, you should not worry about what anyone else has to say because no one else is taking care of you or your children. Okay, let me go to Blair on this. Blair, uh, just a quick question. As a bachelor, or even in the conversations with men, what are some of the comments or some of the things that you've heard brothers say when it came to uh, having time with a woman that has children? What have been some of the things where you just even heard men be turned off or be very critical of uh, the way that a sister is handling having company while she's also taking care of children? Wow, man. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll share. I'll just share a couple of them with you know some of the things that I've heard over the years, and this is you know friends of mine, and also just you know kind of banter I've heard in the in barbershops as well. Um, and 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 again, this you know like you said, this is not my views. These are just the views that I've heard of from different people. 
uh, one of the things that I've I've heard um, different men say is speak to the notion that they don't want to really date a woman who has a child who's 10 years of age or under. Mostly I think that's because of the issue that, you know, if you want to go and see that woman, then typically a child 10 years or under, or I don't know what the really the legal age is, you kind of have to get a babysitter for them, and there's a lot of other dilemmas that kind of come with that. Um, also, I think there's also the number of children that come into factor as well. You know, I mean, from, from pretty much from what I've heard from the gentleman that I've talked to, you know, after two children is kind of like a cutoff point for a lot of men. You know, they say that, you know, two men, you know, two children is pretty much where they just kind of say, well, she would have to be just literally a superstar for me to date her if she had more than two children. So that's pretty much a couple of things that I've heard. Um, you know, dating with, and I've dated, a, you know, a, a number of women with, who have children, and there is a challenge to it. Um, there, it's even impacted a few of my relationships as well, so I can kind of speak to that uh, from a personal level. Well, I've got a big question for you. There's this uh, situation of timing, and what I've found is, uh, and I'll just use this with people that have come in my office, most single moms invite a guy over, and, and I'm and I'm not saying anything is wrong with this, so please don't anyone uh, jump the gun and start making assumptions. But they will invite a man over after the kids have gone to bed, about ten o'clock, you know, maybe nine, <laughs> eleven o'clock. And when the guy gets there, uh, he leaves before four or five in the morning. Do you think that that is behavior that is appropriate for a single mom? And 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 the first person I want is Philomena to uh, chime in if she's still on the line with us, or at least you yes, can take sir. it. But is that no? Okay, thanks, Philomena. Is is that uh, acceptable behavior to quote unquote have your booty call take place after you've said prayers and tucked everybody in, or is that something that's just totally straight throat? What's your opinion? Well, first of all, if I can, please, my heart is about to jump out my chest. You said something, uh, Nash, that really kind of hit, struck a nerve. You know, you said that, I'm sorry, Ivan, you said that uh, women have needs. You know, that come, to me that comes across as being needy. We don't have needs, we have wants. And we want to be included in society just as a married couple are. Um, secondly, uh, talking about single women and dating, you know, single man date or single father dating, you know, you can be labeled as hoish or of hoish nature. So you have to be careful with that, too, because that double standard can come back and bite your ass. Um, but to talk about what you were saying with inviting the guy over, out the bedtime, you know, my mom rose me to be a lady, to always act like a lady. And she always said, if you're going to do your dirt, keep your dirt at home. So, yes, I do approve of after the kids have gone to sleep, you invite your booty call, your boyfriend, or whomever it is that you want to do whatever you do, to do it in a home place and not leave your kids at home or with friends for you to go out and romp around or what have you. So, yeah, I say I approve of that, yeah. Okay, do you think you're exposing your children to peril? And I'm going to ask Elise this question. Uh, Elise, do you think that there is a risk factor in doing that? Because what if you have a kid that gets up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden 
you um this kid just opens mommy's door or and the and she can't or tries to open mommy's door because I hope you have a, you'd have enough sense to lock the damn door. But <laughs> let's say the kid something now all of a sudden they can't they try to open the door the door is locked mommy all of this stuff and you're living in an apartment that has a bathroom down the hall or something like that. What do you do? Do you uh, tell the tell the man under get up under the bed? You go push him in the closet? Do you tell your kid to take your little behind back to bed? I mean, how does a sister handle that? Gee, Yvonne, well, I, 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 I think, I think but, like you said, that, uh, and Blair take it. oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, I said at least answer and then Blair take it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, at least go ahead. We want oh, to hear. I'm sorry. This. Okay, I'm sorry. So I think that, like you said, uh, first, uh, uh, a single mother should have a lock on her door, especially if she's uh, inviting people into her home. You're absolutely right about that. But in any event, a child gets up in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, the mother's instinct, regardless of what she's doing, snaps right back on, and she will get up and run to the door and you know take care of her child and do what she needs to do. So. Uh, I have to agree with Philomena when I would say that um, as long as your children are asleep, you, you can invite someone to your home provided you kind of got a feel for this person and you know this person is not going to do you any harm. And if your children get up in the middle of the night, you just excuse yourself and you address them. And then if you put them to sleep, you go back to doing whatever it is that you were doing. Okay, Blair, how do you see that? Well, let me, if you don't mind, let me just, I was going to, kind of comment on what you just said because that very thing happened to me. Um, there was a lady I was, <laughs> had two children. One was three and one was eight. And, you know, she kind of had a kind of an, an unwritten rule that said, you know, anybody, you know, a guy that I'm dating, he can come over after 30 at night. So, you know, 1030, I came over, hanging out. We were in her bedroom and we were, you know, involved. And so the Young, the young boy who was three years old um, started, you know, kind of pushing the door open. And so, I mean, exactly what you had said, I had to literally jump off the bed and be over on the on the floor for literally about what seemed like about 25 minutes while she kind of got him back to sleep. And, you know, while I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm saying, you know, this is kind of crazy. This is This is really insane. So those are, that's an actual real thing that can happen. That that's that's not that's not fiction. So yeah. Well one one comment I want to interject and I'm saying this as a relationship expert and as a as a holistic coach. There are times that we have to realize that life is never going to be all that simple. And in the midst of meeting our needs we cannot abandon the needs of our children. However it is very important that we create a framework, and with that framework, there comes a time that we actually have to come and make the determination of when to bring uh, the person that is getting in our bedroom and, and, and when and do we ever expose this person to our children. So we're going to take some calls in our next segment. Our guests are going to be uh, hopefully hanging out with us. Uh, you can call us at 646-478-5610. That's 646-478-5610. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, you're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We're talking about um, kids and the boudoir and single moms. You know, often people start thinking locking the bedroom door is often easier said than done. And for many single moms, the idea of locking the door actually represents a guilt trip because it's almost as if they're not only locking the door, but it feels, and to some women, that they're actually locking the kids out. And are you locking the kids out? Or can you uh, kid-proof the reality of the fact that you're a human being and that you have needs too. I'd like for us to uh, go ahead and start taking some callers, and um, and I want to hear the comments of you, uh, the, you listeners out there. America, I know you've got something to say about this, so hit us up at 646-478-5610, uh, 646-478-5610. Uh, Julia, do we have a caller? Uh, let's see if we can get Alicia on the line. Alicia is the VP of Sexy After 30. Alicia, are you there? Yes. Hi, I am here. Hi. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing just fine, Ivan. How are you doing? I'm great. So what's your comment or your question or your shock value? Give me your uh, 411 on this. Well, Basically, let me say hello to everyone in the panel. And as I was listening to the conversation, uh, first of all, let me say this, that the our organization, Sex After 30 Houston, this is what we focus on on a daily basis, um, trying to help motivate and inspire men and women of 30, age of 30 or over. Uh, but as a single mother with children, one, you have you made a statement of locking them out, <laughs> uh, having the kids feel like they're locked out. And, yes, we can tend to do that sometimes where we would lock our kids out if we are having an intimate moment with someone, and we definitely do have to be careful of that. Um, what I try to do myself is, one, let my children <laughs> go out and play. <laughs> If I can, and then have my intimate moments with my. Oh, let me uh, wait. Gotta ask you. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I gotta ask you. So, are you saying that? Because uh, I know damn well you're not letting them go out and play at three in the morning. So, are you suggesting <laughs> that you let the kids uh, that you have your company during daylight hours and while uh, your kids are spinning around on a merry-go-round, you're in the house spinning around on a pole. Tell me, how does that work? Uh, well, my kids are older, so I don't have no babies. <laughs> I have uh, teenagers. So if mm-hmm. I was to have a, a person over, of course, uh, then that person would, my children would be out. They would be gone from the house. They would not be here because it keeps them from feeling like, uh, well, what is mommy doing? Uh, mommy has somebody over, and uh, who is this person? And it keeps my children safe. It keeps my private, um, my my life private as well from my children. Right. And I don't believe in having my children around that type of atmosphere because my children are my first and foremost. Okay, do you think that that can be perceived as a woman just saying, you know what, because there's some sisters 
that if they approached and used that logic, the kids would be gone all the time. How frequently should a woman do something like that? Is that something that's like when the mood hits you, hey, y'all want to go to the park? Or is that something that should be just done, you know, sparsely? I mean, what what what's the protocol for that for that type of strategy and uh, accommodating your needs and not having your children feel compromised? Well, there is no protocol. You know, we're human. We make mistakes on an everyday basis. Uh, but the one thing about it is that we can always learn from any decision that we make. Um, but as far as an individual, I I would hope that 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 that, that uh, situation would not be often, uh, especially if your children are 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 most important to you. So there, but there's definitely not a protocol for it. Okay, I, I another question then. Mm-hmm. When is it time to introduce the friend? Because as as time goes by. There, there. I don't want to start suggesting to someone that you need to have like this divided life. And I'm not saying you should quickly integrate anyone into your life either. But there has to be this balance that's found. Uh, and and I'm going to just ask you this, Blair. Do you do most brothers feel comfortable even meeting a woman's kids? Uh, and and if so. Uh, when is it appro- when is it appropriate from the guy from a man's standpoint to be introduced if you're going to be introduced at all? I think most guys kind of are, are ambivalent because they don't know necessarily what meeting the children mean because they don't know if it's just you know I mean you know like I said I've been fortunate enough to date women who have children who don't have children and I've dated women who have different you know different levels of I should say different parameters. With which they date in, with which they date in letting men view their children. In other words, I've had some women who I've dated and they didn't mind me meeting the children from day one, and then others I've met met and they were like, "Well, let me wait for a you know couple months. Let me just kind of see how this goes and everything. I don't really like someone like someone meeting my children right off, right off the rip." So I think it really just kind of depends upon the woman. I think it depends upon the circumstance. Um, I think a lot of times if it's just kind of a situation where, you know, maybe like he said, like I said, he's just kind of, we call him, a, if you're just a pin cushion to that guy and you're just kind of there to kind of, you know, make him, you know, kind of fulfill his needs, then maybe you probably aren't going to meet his children. But I think if it's a scenario where you are looked at as someone who may be a viable life partner, then yes, a woman is going to say, well, let me, I'm going to let him meet, meet my children, but let me kind of, allow this to kind of, you know, to allow this to kind of grow because who knows, we may not make it past six weeks. And then I got to explain to, you know, the kids why I got another guy, you know, five weeks later that I'm bringing around him, and then that doesn't work out. And you just kind of keep this revolving door. So I don't, I think okay, guys, me, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, what I want to do, we've got some callers that have been holding. Uh, if you don't mind, Julie, go ahead and put a caller through. I want to hear what America thinks about this. Call, are you there? Miss Kimberly, are you on the line? I'm here. Kimberly, uh, thanks for uh, coming on the show today. What is your opinion on single moms and sex and dating, but as, as, as more importantly at this stage in the show, uh, what are your thoughts about when is it time to introduce this dude, or do you introduce this dude? 
Okay, let me say hello to my my uh, my uh, fellow sexy members. I'm also a part of Sexy After Thirty Houston chapter. Hey, Kimberly. Hi, Kim. Hey. I think um, being a, a single mother, I think that the the word dating is so loose now. It's so loosely given. What is the definition of dating? Um, and it really depends on the individual. But in my opinion, dating does not include uh, playing house. And I think that men and women alike in this society, we play house so quickly. We don't do take the time to. House? Playing house meaning you're not married to that person and you immediately start um, having them sleepovers and, you know, one day turns into three days, turns into a week when you haven't really, really gotten to know those that person. Um, we have, I know that uh, girlfriends of mine, we would laugh at uh, men that some people that would have their partners come over and spend the night and they would just leave some shoes and then they would leave some boxers and they would just end up moving in. You know, I think dating needs to be really looked at um, as a society as, as a whole, especially if you have children. Dating does not mean um, I meet you this week and then you're in my bed that same week. I think that we have to take our time and really get to know someone. And before you introduce them to your children, that means going out alone with him, seeing if you two are on the same accord of what you're looking for. Because that man or that woman may not want a relationship, may not want to be with someone with children, and because your needs or your wants, you forego all of that and, and you just want to get some without really knowing who that person is. So we need to look at dating and really date someone, talk to that person, get to know who they are before you bring them into your house and introduce them to the children. Okay, thank you, Kimberly. I appreciate your opinion. We have another caller. Go ahead and put that call through. Caller, are you there? Okay, while we're waiting on that call to come through, uh, I can agree with her. I think that um, sometimes things push them just a little bit too quickly. It, it would make sense, though, that if you're going to date someone, that you take your time. And, two, if you are going to have intimacy, you might not want to bring your kids into that situation. However, in the same breath, uh, there is a place where I, I have to put, like, a double exclamation point and underscore that you shouldn't be dating someone that you can't introduce to your kids. And if yeah. you're going to have this uh, situation take place, you might want to think out before you start letting your drawers hit the floor, you know, who are you letting Who are you letting into your life and into your house? Oh, we have that caller on now. Uh, go ahead, caller. Are you there? We'll try to patch through Ojinga, who's been waiting. Um, let me see if I can get him through. Oh, one second. He must have stepped off for a second. You can continue. I'll okay. try to get him back on. All right. But the, so the thing is that we uh, have these illusions, and we project on other people the things that we want. What I want to ask you, and I really want to ask this of Philomena, have you found that most of the people that you see um, just trying to 
find oh we have our caller on now. Okay, good. Uh, Philomena, when we look at this situation, do you think that there are some strategies or some lines that we need to draw in the sand as to a process or to what step one and step two when we start making the decision to start bringing people into our bedroom and into our children's lives? And if you do, what are those strategies? Well, I don't. I wouldn't classify them as strategies. Because, again, like I said, we're in 2013. We're not in 1950. Um, and, like, my grandmother has a old saying, and, you know, to this day it kind of stuffs with us and we grew up on this. If you're not married to a man and he's living in your house, you're shacking. Okay, well, back then, in the day, yeah, I could see how it's called shacking, but you never really truly learn a person or learn a man or a man learn a woman until you live with them. You know, he uh-huh. may be the 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 hero that you're looking for, the Hercules that you want, that Mandingo in that bedroom. But until you get him in that house, then <laughs> that's when you see the 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 trifliness, if I may say, of a man or, or of a woman. So, to, in wow. is it a strategy, a one, two, three step? No, I, I don't think so. I, I think it's how you feel about that person? Do you feel safe? Can you answer your own private questions, you know, with a yes? If you get more no's than yeses, then you probably need to move on. Okay, here's the guy is back on the line now. Sir, are you there? I'm here. Hi. Who who am I talking to? This is Ojinga with Sexy After 30. Okay, Ojinga, let me ask. Hey, family, what's up? (laughs) And hello to all the other panel. Hey. What is your opinion about this subject, about a single mom, sex, and dating? What have been your experiences when you've uh, stepped to the level of being intimate with a woman with kids? What have you experienced, the good and the bad? Well, <clears throat> actually, I um, actually experienced it more or so at a younger age because I got married at the age of 23, so it was more or less done between the ages of 18 and 20 that I experienced. So it's been a, been a minute. But um, but even so, to this day, I have friends that are single mothers and that do date guys, and I know quite majority of them, they will not bring the guy to their house at all, period, because of the kids. And they're like, hey, I want to make sure this is somebody that – is worthy of meeting my child. You know, they've, they've, they've either gone to his place but never to her place. And it would be a situation to where, okay, if the kids are at the grandparents' house or on a weekend that they're out of town or something like that, still wouldn't bring them to their home yet because they want to get to know that person. And I've actually had one friend that actually didn't sleep with the guy for a year for a year, and he actually met her child six months into their relationship. So, nah, that's so, interesting. Huh? No, nah, I said that's interesting. I'm getting a text, me- uh, a text message, well, not a text message, an instant message, and one brother is saying, how in the hell will he know what kind of mother and woman she is if he can't see her house and how and her children in the house. 
Uh, I've got two men on the line. Blair, what is, do you think there's some truth in that? Because I'm going to be honest. One thing that I was taught and as a young man and being brought up was if you want to know about a woman, look at her children. And if her children are well-disciplined and well-groomed and well-mannered, that tells you everything about mommy. And me, and likewise, being a father, I'm not going to be involved with a woman that I don't think is a good mother because if my daughters have to come to you for advice, I really um, uh, need to see how you're handling your own kids. What's your opinion of that, Blair? I agree. Um, I think, you know, and I kind of take it back to how my mother raised me and the, the strict kind of, you know, firm hand that she with me. I've, I've always been a believer that, you know, even when you see children acting up and, you know, you see a parent that's just hollering at a kid and the kid is just still doing whatever, that tells me that tells me worlds about what's really going on at home because if you're raising your child right at home, you don't need to raise your voice and hysterics when you go out in public. You look at them one certain way and they know, like, oh, you know, mama's about to, you know, mama's about to leap across the room to come get me. So I do believe that, that there is a lot to be said for how you raise your children and, and the kind of the outlook that it gives to the world and who you are and everything else. So, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. You're absolutely can I, right. Can I interject on that? Okay. Yeah, okay, sure. Sure. Uh, okay, and now speaking of, that, of my friend that I was referring to, here's the thing. She had been in some relationships before and got seriously hurt and the child got involved. So she made it a point to say, you know what, let me reevaluate myself. Let me make sure I'm not putting – not only myself, but let me make sure I'm not putting my child in any type of predicament. So what she did was she said, okay, here's gonna, here's, this is going to be my new approach. Okay, six months, you can meet my child in six months. So, and at six months, what they did was they actually went out. She said, hey, here's what's going to happen. I'm gonna, we're going to go out to dinner. We're going to go somewhere where you can meet my child. Went to a public place. And from there, they started um, – Saying okay, and they started hanging out more, getting me. That. Then he came over to the house. Now here's the killer. You ready for this? They're married now to this day. They are married. Wow. So they're an exception to the rule because what she did was she said, "Hey, at first she was like, oh, it was me? You know, I was going to going, to, you know, going to this guy, looking for love, looking for love, looking for love.' But then she had to sit back and reevaluate herself and say, you know what? Hey, let me think about this for a moment. Who comes first? I'm a single mother. I have a child. Let me see who comes first. My child comes first before anything else. And like I said, every woman is different, but this is what she did. Let me take care of my child first. Boom. And from that point on, the guy realized what she did, and he he commended her. He said, you know what? He said, a lot of women wouldn't have done what you did, but you you made a conscious effort to say, hey, my child is coming first. The guy will come second. If he if he loves me or wants to be with me like he says he does, then he could deal with those different rules, or should I say those different guidelines, because he knows at the end of the day he's putting her child first. And now they even have a child of their own. So that's why I said every situation is different. Different. Yes, it is. All right, that's a great commentary. I appreciate it, Jenga. We have a couple of uh, callers still out there that have been holding forever to come in. So whenever you're ready, you can go ahead and bring those callers on. Um, we're getting down uh, to the wire, but I do want to ask this question of uh, my panel, and I would like Elise to tell me her opinion. Do you think that uh, by allowing intimacy and, uh, and, and being sexual is a step in the right direction? 
direction in terms of not only getting rid of just the physiological tensions of normal everyday life that come when we don't interact and when we don't have connectivity with someone else, but do you think that possibly it can help make uh, the life in the house better because there is romance, there is love, there is sensuality uh, for that single mom? Because in my opinion, if that mom is happy, the kids are happy. Would you say that's true, Elise? Yes, that that can be true, but it also depends on it's something that Philomena said again. You know, he could be slaying it in the bedroom, but then he might have a totally different personality. So the mom might be so relaxed and sex might be her outlet and that might be her way of releasing herself from all her, you know, she has so many responsibilities she has to juggle. And when she's intimate, she's happy, but outside of that, you know, the relationship between her and the guy could not be a good thing. So it really wouldn't so much depend on just the intimacy, but the entire relationship that the mom has with this guy that she's being intimate with. Okay. What's your opinion on that, Philomena? I I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, a, a lot of things happen, you know, behind closed doors, you know, but what happens when the doors are open? You know, but we are single mothers are entitled to live our lives. And, you know, if we want to do that uh, on a whim dating scene or one-night stand, we should be entitled to. We should we earn that right as a grown woman, as a mother, as a woman just being in the realm of society to be included. Because to be honest with you, when you look at a double or a multi-household family, you know, you still have adultery going on. So what do we look at them as? You know, what are they well, question. I have a caller. Regina, are you on the line? I am. Okay, Regina, what is your spin on this? Um, I do believe that if there's intimacy, um, I totally agree. If mom's happy, everybody's happy. Um I just feel like uh, 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 intimacy and and sex for a woman is a release. Um, I feel like when you go through your everyday struggles and you have to deal with the outside world and family and bills and all of that that's all piled up on top of you, um, you feel lonely. You, you you need that connection with someone. So, therefore, um, I think after a while, women tend to, um, when they don't have a man in their life because of their children, you know, um, then you might tend to, not speaking of myself, but you, you tend to maybe per, per, perhaps resent your children, resent having children. Um, because wow. because of them, you don't get a chance to do this or that or the other. You understand what I'm saying? That is really deep. I appreciate totally that comment. Yeah, I appreciate that, Regina. Uh, we have another caller, and I want to go ahead and get her in. Uh, we've coming in to about the last 10 minutes of the show. Uh, the caller, I believe, is Anon, so if we could Go ahead and, no, hang on a second. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, the caller is Erica. So, Erica, if you could go ahead and come online. Thank you, Regina. Erica, are you there? And anon means anonymous. So the caller who wanted oh. to remain anonymous okay. will just call you Erica. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, hi, Erica. How are you? 
I'm super great. Super great. Okay. So I what's, the, what's your spin? I, I don't see what the big deal is. Just because she's a single mom, why can't she have sex? I don't understand if you want to get her rocks off, let her get her rocks off. Like, what is and, the and deal? Let me ask you, is, is there any boundaries? I mean, is, should it be a situation where if I call or uh, some gentleman calls on you at 3 in the afternoon, should the kids just be told, well, look, mama's having company, y'all watch, play with the PlayStation, or should there be any boundaries there? I mean, what's your take why, on how? Why, why, you to, I, why you haven't tell your kids anything? I just don't understand why you're giving your kids that much power. you the mama. So why are you telling your kids anything? When we were younger, that's what my mom used to have. Her, when she was sick of parents. She have a little boyfriend or some come over or whatever. We knew to go in the other room. We knew not to bother her. She wanted to lock the door, shut the door, then go ahead. We knew not to knock on it or anything like that. So, I mean, I don't understand, like, why because you're a single parent you got to change up who you are when you were probably doing that before. You know what I mean? I don't. I, I just don't get it. I'm trying to understand it. I really am. And, you know, maybe it's because I don't have any children. But if you want to have fun, have fun and just take care of your responsibility. Who says that you have to be out in the middle of the floor and let your kids see anything? Now, why are we going so far with it? Lock your door, go well, and do your thing. Blair, what do you think about that? I know Blair has to get out of here. Blair, give me a quick one-minute commentary on that, and then I'd like to hear uh, what uh, Elise and Philomena have to say about that. On what? On what specifically? Uh, where she said, you know, a, a single mom shouldn't have any boundaries. It's her doggone house. She should do what she wants to do. Just do you do agree it. with that? Just do it. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think that it's that that you know, and and this may this is probably going to get a this is probably going to make the claws come out. But I think that may be coming from somewhat of a self-serving type of attitude. When you have children, you have to realize that everything you do say. You know, everything is has an impact on that child. So the every uh, you know, I un, I can kind of understand a, a woman who might say, well, you know, once we once my children go to bed, I can kind of you know do my own thing or whatever. But to and I guess for lack of a better term, to kind of brazenly and boldly put grown people, you know, affairs and events in front of a young impressionable child. In my opinion, I just think it does a child to the child somewhat of a disservice because children don't have the ability, as we all know, to kind of decipher and filter and say, "Well, this is what grown people do. This is what they do." They look at it and say, "My mom does it, and my mom loves me. This must be okay." So, you know, the whole thing. Why but I'm but you I'm, don't have to. You don't have to do that. Why? That's what I'm saying. It's okay to go at night. The whole issue was why, you know, women who are single with children can't have sex. You can. Why not? And if whatever your procedure is to put them to bed at night and get a booty call at 3 o'clock in the morning and do these at 5 o'clock, then that is that, hey, what's wrong with that? Let her deal with it in her way. But I'm saying why are we giving so much power to the child and say, oh, I don't want to lock my door or I don't want to put the kids out? Really? Because I mean, you still have to live. I, I'm just, I'm just un- trying to understand like why is it such a big issue? Just because you're a quote unquote single mom or a single dad, that means you have to end your life? No, you don't have to end your life. You still can have fun. And if it takes for you to get a booty call when they're going to bed, they should be. Don't you put them in the bed about eight or nine o'clock? So you got like what nine until what 
5 o'clock in the morning to do your thing and do whatever. What's I wrong think, with that? I, I agree. This is Regina with Section <laughs> 30. I agree. I feel like as long as you don't have your kids in the bed with you while you're mm-hmm. doing it, and you're closing your door or locking your door, and as long as you, and you're not making a, a, a porno scene where your kids, if they come to your to your door, you know they they don't hear a porno scene behind the closed doors. I don't see that there's anything wrong with it. Well, I want to I want to thank all parties for participating in today's show, um, I, and uh, just everybody, Gina. Kim, Regina, Elise, Philomena, I want to thank you guys for calling in. What I want to do in this, uh, we're going to go ahead and just take a final uh, say-so. First, I want to thank Sexy After 30 Houston. Uh, if If you're looking for a great singles organization or if you're even in a relationship, that is a wonderful organization to become part of. They uh, have some really cool people in there. The conversation, the dialogue, and the support that you can get from that organization is more than wonderful. Uh, In closing on this subject, what I want to say is just quintessentially this. A mind is a terrible thing to contaminate, let alone waste, so be careful what you do and how you do it because it, it is your house. You do pay the bills. You pay the cost to be the boss mom. But at the same token, uh, God gave you those kids, and you are their first and primary role model. Everything that you do is going to be a point of reference for them later in life. So stop and think because kids may never, ever remember what you said, but they will never forget what you've done. Next, this coming Sunday's show is going to be called Don't Play With Me Head Games. Love is the only game two people can play and both parties lose. So, as a result, I want us to, uh, that is weird. Uh, well, I want us to really stop, take a moment, enjoy life. And if you can't find someone else to love you, love yourself. This has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we'll see you on Sunday night at 730. Have an awesome day. Bye now. <laughs>